When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. Oh, come on, son. Yes, mate. Good. Good. I'm good. I'm good. It's no, nice it's that people zero, are still it. keeping it alive. Good. What, what are you, but it's bad for you. For fuck's sake, Coke oh, is bad for you. You think Coke Zero is like some fucking yeah, holy let, Babylon? Less drink. sugar in it. It has zero sugar. Stop oh, drinking the full fat Coke, Jolian, right now. <laughs> oh, no way. <laughs> no way. You don't tell me what to do. Uh, this is episode 25, season 12 of the Fine Court podcast. Uh, we're joined by Jolian Rubenstein, TV's very own. I like saying that because you've actually been on real, t- <laughs> real telly as opposed to us who do podcasts and whatnot. How have you been, mate? Really good, man. Really, really good. You know, joys of the uh, the new year. Got that absolutely god awful, horrendous virus. Knocked me out for three weeks before Christmas. Do you, do you know like that? On, like... Just on that, right? Everyone's going. Oh, I've got, I've got a meal. I'm really ill, and it's not COVID. Like this, like there isn't like fucking five hundred different variations of cold flying around all the time. It, it totally wounded me. It really? was worse than Richarlison's injury. You know what I mean? It was that bad. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was pretty tough. Um, but yeah, it was good. Managed to watch all of the World Cup as a result. Yeah, which was a pretty good, uh, good, good World Cup. No bonus prize. Yeah, it's funny you mention that because there will be we'll be chatting about Qatar and their potential involvement uh, yes, in Spurs sure shortly. Um, uh, just because you haven't been on for a while uh, and quite a lot's changed. Um, where yes. are you at currently with Antonio Conte, Julian? Um, as a proud member of the Wall of Noise and a sort of <laughs> South Stand season ticket holder, Good. I would say that things have been distinguished, like it has been um, undoubtedly quiet, and I'm looking forward to that changing massively on Sunday, where we belt the Gooners, and oh, um, I think that, you know, remember that time when I came on, where we were talking about how Nuno was probably the best we could get. We <laughs> was, that, so that, was that the last time? I think it might be. Yeah. So we, so I we think, just oh, it certainly it was it was it was it was pretty. It's been a pretty long time. Yeah, but but, but Nuno took so so we 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 we'd found a way. What I think you just said is we found a way of reconciling the fact that Nuno was our yeah. manager. It's funny how we do yeah. that as fans, isn't it? It's like yeah, this, this this is going to be all right. This is going to be fine. Yeah. <laughs> the other things I said on that podcast that i remember was i was like dire i'm totally done with him he's a total toilet he should, shouldn't be wearing the shirt yeah. and since then he's had a definite renaissance and i think the thing about conte is that undoubtedly we have one of the most um sort of brilliant coaches in the modern era but he is a tough taskmaster and he is a stubborn man he's not going to play five across the midfield uh when 
we're all screaming for it and he's going to stick to playing three up front you know when we're like why are you playing hill and not Bazuma in this game and then suddenly hill starts you know being an extraordinary little magician mm. eric lamella's new son and uh and we're like oh, he's got it right but i i am a, i'm a big conte fan i think that i like the fact that we have got a manager that isn't afraid to say look i'm going to walk unless you back me because i think that we uh one of our biggest concerns over the last couple of years was that tottenham hotspur was more of a um sort of like property owning company than a football team and that has changed you know there's undoubtedly you know taking it right back when we didn't even have kulu or bentoncourt you know those two players had a huge impact on the team and now I think we're at a very powerful stage where you know if we hadn't battered Palace in that second half goodness knows where we'd be in terms of people saying oh you know and even in my Spurs group people were starting talking about oh I'll give him Dobele another chance when Pochettino comes back mm-hmm. and I was like fucking out like really <laughs> we're really at that point already of just already saying oh we'll be back in two minutes it's crazy. I don't. I don't want him to go. I don't want. Him, I don't want Conte to go. I want him to stay, but I want him to commit. And I. I don't. I. I know. I know there's. There's these two schools of thought, isn't there? There's one that. Well, he's. He's. He's holding Le- Levy accountable and saying, "Look, I'm not going to be here if you don't do what we agreed you were going to do when I signed the co- first contract." But like we said on the podcast a couple of a couple of times already, is that how do you, as a chairman and and as a club and as a player fan, a player base. How do you prepare and function under a leader who isn't fully committed to what he's doing? And not to say that he, he isn't committed to Spurs and he is about the transfers, but what difference does it make whether he signs a contract or not? If he really wants to walk at the end of the season, if he's got three years left on his contract, he can. It makes no difference. I just don't understand why he isn't signing the contract. It makes things well, a lot easier, I think, for, on everybody. Apart, apart from, um, apart from obviously, the wonders of the fight in Cock, you know, I've got a lot of time for Alistair Gold. Uh, as, a, as a sort of a reporter on Spurs. And I think that was very interesting, the interview he did uh, with uh, Conte's assistant coach, whose name I've just forgotten. Yeah, okay. um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, but, but, but I love the way he talks about football. And it definitely feels like they're committed to this group of players. And I think in a weird way, with the World Cup, it's actually a really good opportunity for Conte to spend more time with people like Saar, uh, Gill, Spence, and actually to be like, all right, we've got some, we've got some talent coming through. Um, I think that, you know, we are in the last 16 of the Champions League. We're still fighting in and amongst the group of teams who look like, you know, they, they could get Champions League football. And frankly, we're doing quite well, given the fact that Liverpool and Chelsea are in the positions that they're in. Because mm. this is not an easy league. No. It is not an easy league. You know, you look at teams like Brentford now. Brentford are gunning teams. Mm. You look at teams like where Brighton will go on a run. You're like, they're a decent team. No, and the thing is that I think that actually the league now is so much more competitive than it's ever been in the history of the Premier League. And we're constantly fighting. And that's why it feels like such a total um, nightmare when we can't be creative for a couple of games. But you play the way he does, where you sit really deep and essentially you're a counter-attacking team. And then you lose Richarlison and Kulisewski. And we all know what that period of time was like before Christmas, where we had Son and Kane, but Son was looking like you know, he couldn't hit. You know, he just, he just, he just goalless and, and, and pain, so much pain. 
Um, it was it was it was a really tough watch. But we're still a team that needs another three or four players to be able to become a Premier League winning team and a Champions League winning team. And I know that because I play too much FIFA 23. Yeah. And when you buy two or three really good players, you win the league. A centre back, a right wing back. Yeah. I mean that is also because of my sublime button tapping. You're good at uh, it. Are you? You're good at it. <laughs> <laughs> it until I play a six-year-old on, on online, and then I get absolutely whooped. Yeah. Yeah. Smash the controllers up and all that. I had to stop playing. I used to get too angry. Anyway, um, Rick, uh, we're going we're to talk about that. We can talk about the uh, the Qatari interest in Tottenham. Uh, talk about Portsmouth a bit. Emerson Royale, a bit about him and other bits and pieces as well. But before we do that, Ricky, your story last week, last episode, went down a bit of a tree. You did two stories. One that everybody knows about because you've mentioned it many times. Well, there was a story about you having a poo and missing the toilet. <laughs> but, the, yeah. but, the, but, the, but the one, we got an email from the, a, a kid who was going Spurs last against um, Portsmouth. Um, and your story where you got pulled aside for having the tiniest bit of weed in your bag at, uh, yeah. at Tottenham, that resonated with him. And he sent an email, right? He says, uh, to Flavin, I won't say his name in case he doesn't want to be known. To Flav and the Fighting Cock, just to give you a bit of context, I'm a 19-year-old from a certain country who's just moved to another country in the north, Scotland. Uh, anyway, I caught. The, <laughs> I had to say that because it doesn't uh, Anyway, anyway, I, I caught the overnight bus down from Glasgow on Friday night, keen to see Spurs for the first time in a few years. I get to London early on a match day, catch the tube to Seven Sisters, and decide to have a sesh before wandering around the stadium, getting a few pints. At this point, I'm listening to the latest episode of the pod where Ricky starts telling his Portsmouth story. And as I'm walking along, there are coppers flooding the streets, horses, vans, and all that shit. Paranoia starts hitting in. I've got a few Gs in my pocket. Uh, He's uh, weed, a few Gs of weed. Uh, Probably smell a fair bit as well. So I duck into the nearest Tesco, put a can of deodorant from the shelf and start spraying it all over me to avoid those lovely (laughs) sniffer dogs that Ricky mentioned. I'm at this point stumbling around Wyatt Lane, no clue where I am, coppers (laughs) everywhere looking for a place to stash my bud. Street after street are cordoned off. Uh, so I end up halfway halfway to Northumberland Park, digging a hole under a tree and stashing my little baggie in the dirt. In the end, there were no dogs at all, but the coppers didn't seem to even give a shit about anyone but the Pompey fans, so my panic from earlier was completely unfounded. Was Ricky really just, just really, really unlucky? Either way, he scared the shit out of me, so I'll definitely make sure I bring an edible to the next game. Uh, anyway, I thought I'd share my funny... Um, yeah, I mean, look, just because we, we probably should have said this is Sol Campbell's first game back at Tottenham. So there was a heightened police. So that's why there was a sniffer dog inside. It was probably for some sort of weapons or bottles or whatever it might have been. But Ricky, for someone asking for like an OBE because they're such an absolute Tory councillor prick. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, thanks for sharing that. That was a great story. And I just imagine him sort of Brilliant. in his stone state just... Like bumbling around Tottenham, just trying to find a place to hide his three grams of weed. I, I, I like to add little bits to it, like because it's winter that the mud is frozen, so he gets his keys, yeah, yeah, his yeah. house keys out, and he's just digging in this field with his house key, trying to hide weed. Like just, just... he's <laughs> trying to work out where, apart from like, apart from like, where the Ledley King mural is, where there would be any trees at all. On where that little where is up. he? Where is he digging? Like, how is he digging a hole? Uh, is he is. using his fingers? 
Is he digging a hole? You know, and what? And what? When you're walking that. along and you're seeing this geezer digging a hole, but in Tottenham, mate, you can kind of see that. On I've got, every I've other got street. some people. I've got some people that I sit with, uh, and, and 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 they know who they are. And uh, I'm not going to name this this particular mate of mine, but you know, there are some days where you know it's a drinking day. Some days where some 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 might come a bit blazed. Sometimes might 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 do some mushrooms. Might have done okay. something else. Okay. But one but but something that one of my good mates uh, has done on a regular basis when he does have a blaze is we'll do, you know when you're walking from the pub and you're like shit we're late we've got to get in the ground now yeah because yeah. we're not going to make the kickoff. It's standard procedure. Going to be ten minutes late. And almost every single time he's been blazed, he starts befriending a dog, right? And then we fucking lose him. But for sometimes up to 45 minutes, he's just walked in. We're like, where have you been? What have you been doing? It's funny. The I more I met that dog and then I was hanging out with the dog and... It's like ruined the football experience. Well, the long, the, the the more you go, Spurs, the less sort of the less what's going on the pitch is uh, is important. Yeah, like, like the amount true. of season ticket holders I know go down ten minutes before half time, have a few beers, and they go up about quarter quarter a quarter of an hour into the second half. It's kind no, of um, no. it's almost like the football gets in the way. Anyway, Portsmouth boys, um, not a great performance, yeah. but obviously the FA Cup. Um, Rick, what did you make of uh, of the performance overall? But more specifically, Sar's performance, because he was our, probably our best player. Um, as you say to me, can I shock you, Gal? Yeah, go on. Right. I, um, I've been more impressed with Sar's trajectory than Hills. And I know there's going to be a lot of shocked faces out there right now. I agree with you. But, but, I totally uh, agree with you. I think I can see... Um, I think there's more of a case of Saar coming in and playing more regularly and maybe not holding down a spot, but being a regular kind of uh, squad player and playing more often than he'll will when Kulusevski is fit. And I've just, lo- I've just loved how calm he is on the ball. Um, I love that every time he's looking out to the wings to, to, to get the ball forward and play it, he's not scared to drive forward with the ball. He's just a calm lad. Yeah. Um, and, and, he's get, and he gets stuck in with the tackles as well. Um, he's kind of got this uh, all-round action to him at the moment, which, um, yeah, Palace, yeah, Portsmouth, not the best teams. You've got to start somewhere. And as a young kid coming in with, uh, you know, with, with a weight of expectation on him, I, I think he's done really, really well. And I'm quite excited. I'm hoping that he gets more minutes so that he can build up that momentum and that rhythm um, and, you know, with, with his teammates. But um, I'm really, really quietly impressed with him. Yeah, to be so, yeah, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, I think I think the thing about Hill is he just isn't bulky enough yet to play in that position where you've got to fend off some of the tonkiest central defenders in the world. <laughs> uh, and do you know what I mean? Like Premier League's not... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Saar looks physically ready, but he's like box to box. It's a little shade of Conte, of, of Kante, sorry, little shade of Dembele to see that little turn in the middle of the park halfway through the second half. I was like... Yeah, yeah. Oh, boy, that like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can drive forward and a great range of passing. And, you know, look, we all love Oli Skip. Um, you know, really, really hope he can find the sort of like crucial form he's got because when you don't have that and you're sliding into those 50-50 challenges, you get them wrong, it looks naughty and you look like a brick. Whereas like before, (laughs) last season when he'd make them, you were like, what a don, how has he done that? And it's bold, you know, that's how he plays. I think Saar's got huge potential. I think that's why 
you know, it's, it's exciting to see someone come through. But I think it also just shows how much we miss Benson Call when he's not playing. Because, I mean, he, he really did start to look like we had a, a real player. You know, like when we came back against Bournemouth, starting to add goals to his sort of game. And to have someone like Saar who can step into that role, because in Conte's teams, you know, you've got to have aggressive box-to-box players, but who can really hit a forward pass. And I still think that sometimes, like, when I've seen, when I saw him playing that system in Inter, players that could charge forward and, and get ball, they weren't just, like, stocked holding midfielders. And I sometimes think that's where, as fans, we've slightly got it wrong, is that we just think he wants those players to sit. And Saar seems to have that just natural, like, I will push on. But that tackle against Palace, I mean, I know we were four up or whatever, but you know the one that they clipped up, Spurs official clipped up? Of yeah. Him? Was it Zaha? He took just outside the box and it was like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, um, he's, he's, potentially, he's much better than... I don't know what better. I don't know what I thought about him really. I think clearly the the fact that Conte had a month to 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 to, to watch him and, and and coach him when everyone else was at the World Cup, and the fact that he's been trusted coming in, because bearing in mind he was starting that game regardless of what happened to Basuma, he was starting next to him. Basuma got injured and then Skip had to come in. Um, he got injured in the in the warm up. I do think I think he was at the World Cup. I don't know if Conte had a whole month with him then. Cause I don't I know he, he did. He was at Senegal, didn't he? They said that on the training. Yeah. No, he played two he, games. Um, yeah, you're I right. Think, I think he's just looked like a player that can come in because it's weird with the age thing, isn't it? I mean, Mbappe's like six years old. I mean, look what he's capable oh, man, of. Crazy. Doing. I think. But, um, but, but I, I think, think he'll end up. Yeah. He'll, he'll end up. He'll probably end up getting a loan or something. We, we've we've skipped Basuma, Hoybier, and Bentancor. If they're fit, there's no room for him to get into the team, and it'd be a shame he could develop at a championship club really well. I think. Don't be, you think we've been so fucked up the arse this season by injuries? Been unlucky. The idea really of unlucky. Was really unlucky. I mean, like you know, losing you know Richie and and, and Kulusevski, especially after that sort of buzzing World Cup he had, where you know, to see, to see that stat that. After he scored the overhead kick, his Instagram followers went from 7 million to 14 billion overnight. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's a good World Cup, baby. Yeah. And then he gets fucking injured for seven months or whatever it is. No, it's so Spurs, isn't it? It's like yeah. so Spurs. Um, we've got a question here from Glenn. He said, would you like to keep hold of Saar for the rest of the season or loan him out to a lower Prem side, Rick? Southampton, Forest, this window. I, I, I prefer, I'd prefer to send him out to Championship in the North. Like do some old school reckoning, get yeah, yeah. Old, old showers. Yeah, like just <laughs> let's send him to the worst, the worst club up north, like fucking Carlisle. Go up to Carlisle. For six <laughs> Somewhere where it's always misty. There's always the dew in the air. Yeah, yeah. Like he, he, north of the wall. He's used to. <laughs> I don't know what is is Metz a city? Where where is in in in, he's, he's in a, France? He used to play. He used to play for Metz, right? Is that a, is that a, I don't know. Is that a city in France? Anyway, yeah, it is right. That's too nice. He's had it too comfortable. Send him up to fucking Carlisle. Toughen him up a bit. No, he's. Um, I think. I think if we if we go in a couple of runs, like I. I I can't see us getting rid of him because I don't think Skip's up to it at the minute. Star looks a better player than Skip right now. And yeah. I think that, you know, I'm really, really worried about these injuries still. You know, like I read today that someone's saying that maybe even Richarlison's going to be back by the Arsenal game. I was like, hang on, what? How's that possible? I thought it was two months. Can either of you shed any light on this for me? Which one? Richarlison? 
Yeah, I've not seen anything, but then I I saw something that um, Kulisewski could be doubtful for the Guna game, and I was like, fucking hell, man. He didn't play at the Emirates, did he? And I was just like, you wait until you wait until fucking Cooley comes over and gets you. I heard. I heard. I heard something. I heard something else. I've heard something else. I've heard. Well, I've heard. I've heard, Rick. And I've heard that Bentancourt and Kulu will be available. But I've heard it. I don't know if it's true. I'm just saying someone has. Someone said it to me, and I'm saying it to you. I'm not saying, don't fucking come and get me if he doesn't start. If he doesn't, What's Alistair Gold said? What's Alistair Gold said? That's what I want to know. What's well, the gold man said? You, if you love him so much, why don't you tell us? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he, I, think, I think they're looking like they could be back. But I mean, yeah, God, they're back. We fucking need them, man. We we need fucking them, need them back. Do you remember last time at White Lane that they, we didn't oh, have Romero? Like Romero, yeah, like, yeah. literally yeah. Oh, injured in the warm-up. You're like, for fuck's yeah. sake. Devin Sanchez came and played well, to be fair. But, um, so, so that's, it, well, that's, Sanchez is a great example, though. That's such a good example, because with Sanchez, we're always like, oh, he's a bit of pain. He comes in, he sorts it out. But, you know, we need exactly the same as that in midfield. You know, like, we need to have those players who can come in and step in. And I don't know about you boys, but right now, Basuma, I can't work it out. You know, I want him to be good. I'm desperate for him to be good. I'm telling myself it's that first season thing. Mm. You know what I mean? Like next season, it'll be fine. But the pressure's on and he's sort of folded a bit. You know, if you don't have... Um, you know, Hoiberg can't do all that cleaning up himself against that kind of Arsenal team. Yeah. I, I mean, can't believe that's on Sunday, man. North London derby. Woo! Well, we're going to talk about it. It's coming. But before that, we FA Cup. Um, Arsenal have been drawn. Brighton, they beat Oxford this evening. Uh, They've been drawn against City and Chelsea, which... What you want. Which is what you want. And who, who else? There's a couple of teams out already. It's like, against City. They battered yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, City. Yesterday. Yeah, they smashed Chelsea yesterday, didn't they? Yeah. So, sorry, against City. I did actually watch it. I don't know why I've said that. Um, they, <laughs> so they, Two grams of weed that you buried that you've been fucking <laughs> sniffing out. I can't touch weed. It fucks Arsenal just have to play... Uh, just imagine that this weird FA Cup game where they have to play against two teams at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Andrew Tate Matrix shit. <laughs> um... Yeah, so, so I mean, this is a, it's a good opportunity. We always say that, but it is a good opportunity for Spurs to go deep in the competition. And Conte, like Jordy's got slapped. Jordy's got, got slapped. Got slapped Villa yeah, went Villa, out. Did Villa, Villa go out last night as well? Yeah, they, yeah, Villa. That yeah. was well funny, especially after they beat us and they were giving it them fucking no. little horrible little brummies. And I can say that because my mum's like from Birmingham. She's half brummy, or I'm half brummy, so I can call them smelly little brummies. And, um, and without fear of reprisal, uh, <laughs> I think. Um, so, <laughs> Jew, the online revolt. <laughs> What'd you say about Birmingham? <laughs> What'd you say about Birmingham? Um, yeah, so it's good to see them get done by Stevenage uh, in the last couple of minutes. Um, yeah, so yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity, a good opportunity, and it may be that you know while we might struggle domestically and in the league. Um, and, and there, there is a big challenge to get into the top four, although it's not done. Obviously, the run-in we've got in the moment with Arsenal and then Man City twice, and then we've got Leicester away, Fulham away, which is you know not easy. They're a good side. So it's going to be a tough month for us. And um, it just, I mean... That's why I don't think you can get rid of those players. Like, you know, like I just sort of think that, you know, we'll see if we actually get anyone in this window. Like, I really, really hope they do. I, I totally think we do need a couple of signings. And 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 at least one of those needs to be someone who can step. Levy's Le- Le- head will be put on a right spike. If back. we sign no one, Levy's Le- Le- yeah. head will be put on a spike. Yeah. 
It's pretty bad. Sorry, Sam. No, I mean, it's just, it's pretty bad, isn't it? It's like this whole Levy thing. It's like, it just oscillates, just like a constant undertone. But I do think to myself, I'm like, bought Richarlison and Busuma, and I was like, those are two great signings, and Mm. we've got Conte, and we've got the best stadium in the world. Mm. And I was like, when I start seeing all that at the minute, I just don't know how to square it. It's like, I just don't know what people are expecting that we don't have. Because to an extent, it sometimes does feel like, you know, it's what Conte's always said, right? I mean, it's the mentality thing. If you're a team that's like historically won everything, maybe you can expect the team to straight step up and do it. But, you know, manager after manager, winning mentality. And I think Conte is the only one who's done it. Now, I think what has been really interesting is that the fan base are much more prepared to back Conte than they're about to back Levy. It's, and I don't think the club's blind to that. It, no, of course not. But it's weird. It's a weird situation that, that you mentioned it, that, that obviously the fans back Conte. There's no one, there's no one chanting for Conte out. There are people saying that Daniel Levy on chanting. So it's sizable. It's becoming a bigger movement than it ever has been. And they, 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 we are in this weird position where we're saying, Daniel Levy, you get out of the club, but... Conte, who's got six months left on his contract, you stay. And, and, and how does that end? What, what would inevitably end up is that Levy goes, Conte goes, and we're left without a, we're, we're left without any kind of, it would be a rudderless ship. Um, well, let's, uh, let's move on to the, the Qatar <laughs> interest in Spurs uh, because, because um, it directly correlates. Uh, just quickly, actually, we're working with a couple of lads who are staunchly Enoch out and a part of the protests and planning action against the club. Uh, we're doing a podcast with them in the next week or two, so that'd be interesting to get their point of view and see where they're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's news broke yesterday, is what came out everywhere, uh, that uh, Qatar, a Qatari group, Nassar, it's the guy who, um, who owns PSG, Nassar al- Khalifi, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, they're looking to buy a minority stake in a number of clubs, including Spurs. Um, before we go into the ethics of this, uh, what, what do you... I don't think it is what people think it is. Like people going, yeah, brilliant, all the money, get all the money, buy all the players. But a minority stake isn't something that they can go in and change much. I guess they can come and inject cash, <clears throat> but I don't know what that would look like or how that might work. But it won't be like... Newcastle's takeover. <coughs> it might be more akin to how um, Enoch took over Spurs in that they became a mon- minority shareholder and over the space of six years eventually became uh, bought, bought out or became the controlling shareholders of Tottenham in 2006. So it may be something like that. But what, what, what do you make of the news, Rick? Have you got any thoughts on, on it? Have you, are you, like, again, I'm not asking you on an ethical boundary. Uh, uh, I'm not asking you an ethical question yet. Low will, if you're happy to answer. I was, uh, uh, was going to say, I'm glad you came to me first and not the geezer that is a political <laughs> satiricist and knows everything about the world at the moment. But yeah. <laughs> you, you first, come Rick. to me first, mate. Yeah, me first. Right, before I answer this, I've got no fucking idea about any of the politics or anything like that. I, You know, I have a, a fair kind of uh, knowledge about, well, not knowledge, but Rick, I know about kind of... Do you uh, want the money or not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I I like money. Um, I want us no. So, if we're talking about on just pure and simple terms of Newcastle, PSG, City, and then you've got uh, Chelsea, Abramovich money, that type of money coming into Tottenham. 
I've always been really against it. I've always been that person that wants to do it the right way, that wants to do it through, um, you know, uh, through <coughs> business, uh, says yeah. through gritted teeth while everyone's listening. Um, <laughs> but I've always wanted it to be kind of like how organic, we then. have performed on the pitch and organic um, and just just building ourselves up that way. But at the moment, by doing it the right way, it's kind of like it, I don't want to be throwing my my toys out the pram saying, oh, we've done it the right way. Let's just fucking go after the money and get whoever to come in and do it. Uh, and I still want to do it that way. But if there is kind of this, I don't know, I don't think it will be a cash injection, but if there is, it, it will just put us on a different trajectory where, where we're going at the moment and it'd be a different kind of platform. Mm. And I'd quite be interested to see where that may lead to, ah, oh, it's, it's tough, man. You it's basically don't want to say that. yes. You're basically you're like most Spurs fans. Like, no, there are some Spurs fans out there who go, I don't give a shit. We want, we need to be on. Uh, well, similarly, like an even kill with Man City or Chelsea. I don't care where the money comes from. Actually, I saw some guy on Twitter said, just Google Joe Lewis Argentina, and then you'll see what yeah. a right bastard he is. Which is fine, but it's not like saying, well, we've got a wanker in charge already. Let's get some more wankers. <laughs> it's like, it, it is what it is, I guess. But, and then there are other Spurs yeah. fans, there are other Spurs fans that say, well, I want the money, but I don't want to say it publicly. I, I, I just want to get in there. And then there are others who say, no, it's no, it's no good. But I think the ship's sailed in terms of football. It's already sold. We sold out the whole exactly. the game, sold out many, many years ago. Listen, I, I, love, I love our club. And uh, I think that. Tottenham, um, you know, there's no way of, look, we wanted to be in the Super League. You know, there's no way of divorcing us from the idea that we're just some romance club uh, who who are just doing things the right way. Um, and the thing is, bring my FIFA knowledge back into this. Just, <laughs> and I'm just talking from a football view here. Let's just talk about football and, and the money and then we'll talk about the ethics in a bit. But the, um, the truth is that we do have, some of our best players are ageing. Son is going to be 31 next year. We've already talked about Hugo. Um, Perisic is getting on already. You know, you're talking about like key positions here, you know, strikers, goalkeepers. We talked about the need for a right wing back as well. If you look at the sort of investment that you're now talking about for decent players, even cut priced, I mean, 40 to 60 million minimum, right? Maybe even more. I mean, Pedro Poro, what, 40, 40 million. I didn't even have a clue who he was before he started going off and talking about that stuff. Talking about, what, 40 million just for Marcus Edwards to come back? Jesus Christ. And the thing is, we do want to be able to compete. And the thing is that now that you've got Newcastle with all this Saudi money and fucking turning their away kit into the Saudi flag like the cunts they are, it's just sort of unbelievable. Is that true? Tottenham... Have they done that? They're the third kit literally looks like the Saudi <laughs> flag. It's like, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but the thing is that, like... I mean, listen, Qatar's not Saudi, but we'll, we'll, go, we'll go into that in a minute. Yeah. The thing is, from a purely footballing point of view, you know, we all thought that maybe Google was going to like buy the naming rights to the stadium. We'd get a cash injection of a couple of hundred million and we'd have something to spend. The club is so leveraged by debt because of COVID and the loans that they took. And then there was a big thing about the bridge. And I can't remember which podcast it was a little while ago, but one of your boys came on and was talking about actually very, you know, in, in really detailed terms about it, detail that I don't know. Mm. But to compete at the highest level in the Champions League, Conte has said he wants established players. Established players are not cheap. Mm. And right now, we're going to need to build up the team. And looking forward two or three seasons, you know, we're going to need... 
our, some of our boys are going to be hitting their bus pass by that point. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, we and need to, and to do that. We need we need solid players to come in. We've got a, we need a we need a, a, a new goalkeeper. That's not going to be less than fifty million pound, and that doesn't that doesn't solve the issues that we've got on the pitch. And we need like you know, so we need we do need a significant investment in the next two transfer windows. And I'm not sure, based on what we've seen under Daniel Levy so far, that that he will invest in that way. Yeah. If you've got someone coming in who has an ulterior motive to why they're injecting money into a football club that will give Spurs that money to 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 buy those players. And in footballing terms, you have you have to look at it. You, mean, you mentioned just then about the difference between satellite and this. I imagine the vast majority. Saudi and Qatar. Yeah, yeah. So, so are you saying if you had to have one, it'd be better to have the Qataris involved? So look, let me tell you a little bit about Qatar. Go we'll on. talk about Saudi. So Saudi obviously uh, is is uh, has has an absolutely atrocious human rights record. Um, you know, it was only very recently that women were allowed to drive in cars without a male guardian. You know, they're still uh, you know the death penalty is still very much alive and well. Um, and uh, you know, anyone who who follows the news will know about the journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi, who was cut up into little pieces. Uh, in an embassy and then taken out. Now, the main problem that people had with Qatar was that in the build-up to the World Cup, the standards that they had to employ migrant workers in building the stadiums were so awful because there was such a rush to build the stadiums that a huge amount of people died. And that number is disputed between you know 5,000 and Amnesty International say something more like 2,000, right? That's undeniably awful. Yeah. No, one's, no one's saying it's not. Um, Qatar sits on an awful lot of natural gas and liquid gas, and that's why they have the extreme wealth that they do. And there's a very, very small amount of Qataris, and they live a very privileged life. They have free healthcare. They have an awful lot of um, uh, quirks that we would love to have in the UK, looking after their population. And then they have a giant emigrated population of migrant workers from all over the Middle East, Southeast, Southeast Asia and India. And they don't have fantastic records on, on uh, their, uh, you know, human rights in any way. But I wouldn't say they're one of the worst defenders in the Middle East. As a result of the focus on the World Cup, which never should have been in Qatar, in the same way it should never have been in Russia, right? And particularly their stance on LGBTQI, uh, uh, um, you know, rights. Um, you know, it's undoubted that there were some issues. But some very interesting coverage that I saw during the World Cup about how uh, a, a female uh, uh, a fan who was representing this sort of female FA who'd been brought over by her dad said it was like no World Cup she'd ever been to before because there was no catcalling because there was no just being sort of like you know wolf whistled at. Mm. And a lot of that probably was to do with the fact there was no booze. Yeah, right? it was just a different atmosphere. There was no arrests. And there's no arrests. Certainly, in English fans. fans you know. yeah. But the thing is that you know. When the World Cup was in Russia, there was definitely uh, coverage about particularly the LGBTQI uh, uh, community not being welcome. Mm. We didn't really focus massively on Putin's record then. It was only after Ukraine that we started looking at it. Mm. So was was there a bit of inherent bias and racism in the coverage? Uh, quite possibly, you know. Um, that said, I never would have gone to Qatar because it was in Qatar. You know, if the World Cup had been in European country, I probably would have gone. With the Qatari money, it's important to remember, Qatar, Qatar hugely invests in the UK. They own the Shard. Uh, they own a huge amount of Sainsbury's. 
Um, and they've already massively uh, invested, unless I'm completely wrong about this, in Man City. Right? Like there's there's already Qatari money yeah, in City, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. So them, them actually investing in the club um, is not a surprise. But the truth is, hate to shatter the illusion, that generally people with a billion pounds have pretty flawed ethical records. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, pretty much most people who've got a billion pounds have not been like fucking Mother Teresa to get there. They've totally shafted an awful lot of people. And, and usually it's workers' rights that, 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 that cost, uh, that, that, you know, they do. Mm. We support a huge global football team that is one of the biggest in the world and one of the richest clubs. I think it's, what, what are we, the eighth or tenth biggest club now financially in the world? Yeah. Uh, we're not going yeah, to be, we're not gonna be invested in by some fucking, you know, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk will fucking come in otherwise. I so I just think Bezos. ultimately... Well, because like you know, who's been exploited? Some you know kid in a warehouse in England. It's not. It's not as bad as. Oh, it's pretty. It's pretty fucking bad. Let me tell you that. There's some fucking Ken Loach film just waiting to pop out like about that. But 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 but, you know, it is what I guess. What I'm saying is that with investment at a large scale in a football club, it's extremely unlikely that any of the investors will have not have dubious records. That said, Saudi Arabia and their sovereign wealth fund investing in Newcastle is to me completely anathema to any of the values that we're saying a progressive footballing community should be pushing. And it's mad how just with a little success, we, as fans, we're like, fuck it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Just yeah, beat yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and do you know, like I've said it many, many times, but fans. Hey, thanks don't... for coming to my TED talk. Yeah, the, mate, that was it was interesting. Yeah. It was really, and 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 you know, like we don't. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you don't. It's easy just to go. Well, no, no, they're, they're, they're from the, the money's from the Middle East. They're all evil bastards. You know, there are the the the, the biggest issue with it is the sort of LGBTQI, um, the issue there, and. And, and that's something that needs to be reconciled to some degree. But, oh, no, no, completely, not to some degree. I thought, a little bit of it is okay. Just don't do loads of it. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. no, it needs to be reconciled completely. But the, um, I mean, if you look at, the, like what you mentioned about Qatar owning the Shard and whatnot, they own parts of um, Barclays Bank. They also yeah. own part of uh, Heathrow. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. They own a thou- they're building a thousand homes in London, in Elephant and Castle. I wonder, I wonder who... I wonder who those homes are for. A couple of fucking because you know the Russians, the Qataris, the Saudis—they're like, oh, different, difficult regime. Instead, maybe I'll just put my money in a two-bed flat in the Shard that costs seven hundred thousand pounds. I mean, why do you think we all don't fucking live in central London? Jesus Christ! Watch Adam Curtis's films, my friends. Watch Adam. Watch hypernormalization. It's the BBC uh, filmmaker, right? He is. Yeah, I'm obsessed with him. I think, like, genuinely, I feel like he did more through his films to educate me a lot about the state of the world than any politics degree I ever did. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, yeah, so, so I'm, can I? Um, yeah, can I was gonna say, uh, can I shock you? What? what <laughs> I'm gonna change my mind about the Qataris. Get him in. Get him in. Change your mind. Get him in. You can't keep. Also, I'm, I'm ninety. I'm ninety-five percent sure that if we do get that investment, that they just lend us and Bappe. 
every other week. Yeah, yeah. That's all sweet as. Like, yeah. he just comes in off the bench. Only 15 minutes. Not bad. Um, we've got a couple Please of no questions. Brian Hill. A couple of questions from Doubting, uh, from, from, from the listeners. Doubting Thomas says, in light of the Qatar rumours, are you shocked at how quickly football fans sell their souls at the prospect of buying success? And Ben follows that up with Qatar investment rumoured. Uh, I say, if you can't beat them, join them. But you would have you would have moral issues if what's QSI invested is that the name of the company? Yeah, QSI yeah, invested yeah. or outright bought the club. Uh, we, we just, we are we it. saying just just to be clear, as 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 three Spurs fans, are we saying that as it stands comfortably, we feel like we're on the ethical high ground here? Is that no. what we're saying? I, I, I can answer for myself. Are. I don't think so either. No, I, I I think that like I said that. That ship has sailed, and you're asking a lot from a lot of fans to to what? What I mean, what are you asking? This is this is my main issue with it: is that football for as the, the football sold out a long, long time ago. The Premier League sold out a long, long time ago, and it will come, We're fast approaching a period where um, football or all the clubs in the Premier League are going to be owned by these type of organisations, whether it's. Um, syndicates from the US or from the Middle East. They, they, these, these, are the, these are the people that have enough money to buy football clubs these days. So everybody is eventually going to be bought up. Now, you might not agree with it and you might hate it and you might scream from the rooftops that you don't want it to happen, but it will happen, right? Mm. What do you do? What are you asking people to do to stop watching their football club, to stop going to Spurs? Yeah. Because that's the only thing that matters. It doesn't matter how much it's you... It's a classic thing, isn't it? It's when everyone starts going to see like Dulwich Hamlets and stuff and like, you know, drinking their fucking, you yeah. know, microbrewery beer and growing their fucking long beard and saying they're not a part of it. But I'm pretty sure that AIA, who's our kit sponsor, a Chinese company, yeah. have an extremely dodgy record on workers' rights. Like we are... Hurricane's we just are, become an we are, ambassador. <laughs> no, and it's like, it's the stuff that wigs me out. Like I remember like when Messi was going up to get the... And they were like, oh, yeah, and he's a uh, ambassador for Saudi Arabia. And I was like, he's fucking what? <laughs> no, I mean, like, I... it's like it's it, it's it's replete throughout football, like football and politics. Like certainly our England team in the Euros did more to sort of politicise football than, you know, anyone else. But I'm old enough to remember when it was all just fucking wags and David James's most recent waistcoat. Do you know what I mean? So at least the players <laughs> are doing more to stand up for you know specific issues and harry kane's been you know it's been 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 a strong influence on that did bottle the armband yeah i mean i i think i thought that was outrageous personally because you know i don't know if from a lot FIFA, of your listeners i think as well but but my understanding about this was that that had always been the case this the, the sense that if you wear it you'll get a yellow card was not a new thing no but yeah that had already been said and Making we've gone a... oh don't worry about it We'll still do it. He's making a political statement. I don't. Th- I think is in any sense um, will will end up in some sort of booking. You can't. You can't do that. Um, <clears throat> but still, probably should have done. Anyway, um, with five subs, what you could have done is brought on Trent Alexander as captain. Yes, right. Got him booked and then just taken him off. Yeah, subbed him off. I mean, Southgate tactics. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, just on that, didn't you? If you heard the news that AIA have, have made uh, Kane's become an ambassador for that company. Now, just let me, uh, let me just, let, I'm just going to sort of think my way through that, right? He'd be an expensive acquisition, right? But giving him a new contract would be expensive. AIA and Tottenham are, 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 are like, you know, they're hand in hand. They're, they're, they're going to be our sponsors for a long, long time to come. With this, 
new role as ambassador, could it be that AIA end up paying a large proportion of Kane's wages in this new contract that he's going to be offered? And thus enabling Spurs to continue to operate and pay wages to other players that would have otherwise been spent on Harry Kane. Ergo, using Man City's tactics, sponsorship for... I've done a a little Googling while we were talking. One of the biggest problems with AIA, basically, was that kick out coal, who basically are are talking about the divestment of fossil fuels, uh, thought that it was a kind of dirty secret that stains our shirt because they have absolutely zero commitment to climate action and the action they've been taking is seen as profoundly, you know, not positive. Mm. And I think that's just... It's just a good example when we're talking about the Qatari money because, you know, fine to say that it's an issue, but don't think we don't already have issues. And I would imagine, Flav, you're probably right. Because it's the same thing, isn't it? If we've got all these players, what's Harry Kane on now? 120? I think, I think 20 bags a week? At least. I think probably closer to 200. Yeah, yeah, 200, I'd say. 200 bags a week. Like, we, we, you know, like, don't get me wrong, most kits are not cheap. <laughs> <You know? laughs> we've both got a home and away shirt. We know what it's like. But uh, it's... um. That money's got, you know, it's got to come from somewhere, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. And why not from the blood of migrant workers? Is what I say. Jolly and Rubenstein does not endorse that message. <laughs> Nor do I. I. I said it and I don't endorse it. It's funny that the, the, the kind of the, the two sides of the coin in supporters, like Jolian knows the background of AIA, AIA and where it's come from and what they do and stuff like that. And there's just me saying, I don't really like them because they've got a red sponsor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, we have, well, can we have a blue, blue one, please? I yeah. think that is a completely valid point, Ricky. <laughs> I just wanted to say. But also, I didn't know loads about AI. I had that... put AIA plus scandal into Google, and that's what came up. Update and also, the... they're from Hong Kong. They're not from China. Oh, okay. shit. So there might be some... Actually, let's not get into the whole Hong Kong-China debacle. Yeah, let's not go there. Yeah, no, <laughs> I feel like I might put my foot in it. Um, Harry Kane, uh, he's... Um, he, well, we know he's two two goals he's away from beating... Or oh, he is the best player in the world. He's, oh, he's, one, one goal. One goal now. Of equaling. Equaling. Huh? Yeah, but if he if he scores a brace against, against Arsenal, he beats his record. What more motivation does he need? He loves playing against Arsenal. Two goals Eight. and he breaks a record. Two goals would probably beat Arsenal with two goals. At least draw. Um, how do you feel going into it, Rick? Are you shitting yourself? Are you like me, just got this sense of fucking dread? What? What? How do you feel about the game, Rick? Uh, yeah, dread. Always dread. Um, no matter how well we're performing, no matter how bad we're performing, it's always met with dread. It's always met with whatever happens, no matter how, just win. Just win. just win or, 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 or draw. Even, like, yeah, even yeah. Just, just don't lose. lose. Just don't lose. Don't, just don't fucking lose. Now, I haven't been to a game <coughs> since when was the last fucking game I went to, man? Before before Christmas, anyway. You know, rail strikes and and everything else, uh, and World Cup. So it was yeah. So it's the game before uh, the the World Cup. So I haven't been in ages. So I'm well buzzing, looking forward to. Uh, meeting up with my old man, with the lads, having a non-alcoholic beer because I'm doing dry January, um, eating a dirty fry-up, going to watch Tottenham. But it's Tottenham Arsenal, man. And it's just that little, that trepidation, that kind of, oh, it man. Sucks, man. It fucking man. sucks, It fucking sucks. You know how much it sucks? It fucking sucks, right? Like, in my life, all of our lives, we this has to happen twice 
a year, every year until I fucking die. And <laughs> the only time this will stop is when I perish. Do you know how fucking horrible that is to confront, be confronted with? The thing is, it's so mad, isn't it? It's twice when it's happened. Like, obviously, last season, you know, fucking what a night that was. I mean, that was the most alive the stadium has ever been. Yeah. It was like yeah. the most every challenge. And it pisses me off because you watch that game, you're like, wow, this is how we can actually support our team. You know, like, we can be loud. Like, I get very upset at the minute about how quiet we are before we start playing like that shouldn't be i don't think what it's like to be a fan you should just be supporting your team yeah and it's really frustrating but obviously it's what it expectation does absolutely do. mental yeah totally and it comes back to what we were talking about before about what kind of club we are it's like ultimately you know that game got us into the champions league and now because i bet city do beat man U on saturday city will be within two points of them and if we beat them, that will feel like we've really fucking. Oh God, worked. that would be yeah. incredible, incredible. Yeah. But but what about this, Jolyon? What think about this? I'm I'm going to put this in your head and everyone who's listening said because it's in mine. What if Arsenal beat us and we beat City at the Etihad? No, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Kulu, another wonderful. It's a fucking nightmare. It's like, a total nightmare. Kane, Kane's going through. We're at one all right. Kane's going through on goal. He's through yeah. on goal. Right, ninety three minutes. Man's, no, the one dead. thing Man's... I can't stop fucking thinking about is Hugo spilling one. I just I live in total fucking dread of. But jolly, jolly and quickly, just just imagine this. Imagine this, right? Ninety-three minutes at the Etihad, <laughs> Arsenal have beaten us three 0 at the lane already, right? Yeah, Harry, God. Harry Kane goes through on goal. City are <laughs> dead on their feet. What are you saying? Fucking miss, miss. Yeah, Kane, sky miss. Head. Is it, is it weird? Because I, I got some tweets and messages saying you should never want Spurs to lose. I don't want Spurs to lose, but I'm being forced in this situation where I have to choose. It's Sophie's choice. What kid survives? I don't know how many fucking Guna friends you've got, but I've got a lot of them, and they are becoming unbearable at the minute. Like they, they literally thought when, they, when, when the World Cup started, they're like, we, we have already won the league. And I thought, yeah. okay, G- Jesus is injured now. Maybe that's going to have a problem. And Ketia comes in, smashes it. And you're like, <laughs> Jesus, they're really good. Odegaard's playing like fucking Ericsson back in the day. And you're like, Jesus Christ, this fucking Nordic wizard is fucking destroying my will to live. <laughs> and it's like, I just sort of just feel like, it, it does feel, I mean, sorry, but it does. It's a season-defining game for us you know we've got to play some proper football and they they they're playing they're playing the best football in the league you know it's so painful to say that because I I can't stand them and they're getting worse but do you know what did actually make me feel quite excited what when Arteta shat his little pants against Newcastle and started having a little tizzy fit and I was like oh yeah Yeah. I remember that that's exactly what you did against us you fucking cunt and I'd love to see him (laughs) fucking lose his shit on the touchline he is a little bitch I really hate Arteta he looks like a fucking Lego man have you seen that fucking hair I can't really talk but he's like little plastic headed prick and I'm telling you like I I think he's going to lose his shit I really do but that means no Hugo spillages. That means no dire fucking classic. Can't guarantee group. it is, though, can we? Can't guarantee can't. it. Can't. <laughs> but I would, I would, you know, it could make, I mean, let's hope that, that Ben's, of course, fit. But if he's not, I reckon Saar will, will start. 
No Romero Ooh. red card on three minutes. Oh, mate. No, none of that. Can we just... Don't, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a good point, Eric. Just no no fucking mentalness. Can, just, can we just yeah. not have a mental game against Arsenal? Someone no, sent fucking, off... fucking Tanganga, it, it, hardcore, fucking Hadouken, fucking slide tackle within three and a half minutes going Nothing. In. Just you know, play you a know simple the, game uh, that scene in uh, Peaky Blinders where uh, I can't remember the lead character before he gets married. He, no Which fighting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and no Conte's like, no fighting. red cards, no spilling it, no. And then the whistle blows and Romero, bang, red card <laughs> straight away. I reckon, I reckon Conte thinks Arteta's a little prick as well. And I reckon, like, nothing. Like, I. At that last game, that game at the Emirates, I was so gutted when that Partey goal just went in because I was just like yeah. this level of acceptance just immediately. And, and like, you know, then we got back in the game and we fucking just seemed to vacate our mentality for like the first 10 minutes, that second half. And you're like, what have you, what have you done? And the thing is, like, it should be a tribal fucking atmosphere in there. And they could not take it last time. And the big question is, can they take it now? And hopefully, no. we'll be fucking give it to hopefully them. Hopefully not. I, 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 when, you know when the, the managers embrace at the beginning that Conte just bites his yeah. fucking ear off? <laughs> <laughs> to start the game. what? Just fall. Just, he goes <laughs> to cut and just goes, ah! Just bites, his, <laughs> bites his fucking ear off. Yeah, and so what if he's fucking banned for a couple of games? Good. Yeah, yeah. So what if he goes to prison for four years for ABH? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, so uh, we've got a question here from James Swan. Would you take Spurs winning the FA Cup if it means the scum winning the league? It would be typical um, of Spurs to win our first trophy since uh, 2008. Only just topped by that lot. And Manny follows it up with, I've sort of made peace at the idea of them winning it. Sort of gives me hope that ugh. someday we can get a good play plan in place and the league is very winnable even with a juiced up city both those things are wrong james no the answer is yeah. no 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 james no. i would you need therapy i don't give a shit about winning the fa cup if arsenal are winning the league it's it's no is the answer and manny don't make peace of it because if you have do you spend any time around those scumbags you'll know that it will be horrendous i envy spurs fans so often i envy spurs fans from other countries who might not have have had to grow up around Arsenal fans or or spend much oh, really? time in their in their company at all, and they can just watch Spurs and not not suffer the fallout. My issue is that I've sp- spent the last at least ten years through podcasts and YouTube channels and being on telly and whatnot saying how much I hate Arsenal, which has now yeah. now made me a bit of a hub for their. Whenever <laughs> something bad happens to Tottenham, I get a lot. Uh, I, just don't, I don't... get fucking news articles like oh, this is mate Tyo of mine and he just starts fucking sending me everything about why Conte's time is done <laughs> and why fucking it's just like on Chelsea and I'm just like and then we win 4-0 at Palace I'm like hello yeah leaves <laughs> me on red for one, two days one little one little win what was a big win significant win out it changes the mood is unreal um, let's do a couple more questions before we end uh, CJ Watson he says uh, transfer speculation seems quieter than usual outside the links of Poro uh, what do you think the odds of Paratigi is working on something huge behind the scenes and we land a big name in January that pleases Conte and quiets the Enoch out crowd, Rick? What, so... That we, we make a big do, signing. Do you think we'll actually do that? What, 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 what do you think the chances are? What, uh, what, what would, what, slim. How much, slim, really. How much do you think, to satisfy Enoch out, how much needs to be spent in January? 100 million. 100 million, yeah. Yeah, yeah 100 mil. I mean, the thing is, like... Um, we're not going to spend like, 100 million in January. Last you January, might spend 80 though. 
Kulisevsky and Bentancur. The loan yeah, we bought we, we, we got Kulo on loan, didn't we? A couple we? of loan deals, cheeky yeah. loan deals. Let's yeah. get those in. Why don't I do that? So that's what we're saying. But but we got those in, they were loans or relatively low fees. So yeah. and this the question is about um what big money signing. They were loans and even though even though they've worked out really well, it's gonna have to be a fucking huge or a big name or big money for people to kind of simmer down or, mm. or you know, for people to sit down and kind of take that as actually they're fucking dropping, they're dropping some dough here. Well, no, the, other, the other issue is it's really, it's really poor timing for our, for our fixtures because it may be they have a plan mm. in place, but we've got to play City twice, Arsenal. Um, mm. I can't remember some of the other tough games we've got coming up but significant but it's exactly like you said it's Arsenal City twice Fulham Leicester I mean they're not easy places to go away we don't have any Steven Bergwijn 97th minute wonder goals to, to be carried <laughs> yeah. on anymore but yeah. I think I think we could buy I I wouldn't be surprised if there's a couple of pieces of business I don't think the squad is is good enough going <clears> forward defenders it's also incredible that the fucking players you know Regalon and Dombele Le Celso that were all still on our books you know, I'd like to see some of those proper carted off so we can actually fucking I do look at Le Celso and think that we, if, if he wasn't like I, like I, under, I, I don't want to go in why it didn't work but there is a player there How and yeah, we, he's exactly really the kind of player that we, we would need in, like if we were playing five in midfield and we have an attacking midfielder. Like, Lo Celso could have done that. That's really frustrating. I don't know Just, why Spurs fans hated him so much. Like, I've never, he wasn't horrible. Really he wasn't awful. Players. Yeah. In my group of friends, me loving this also became like I would just get sent video after video of his corners, and I was like, "Just lad, look, enough, lads." There All are right? players that their play, players' reputation and careers that will live and die on whether or not they can beat the first post on the corner. Doesn't matter what else they do. Um, yeah, I, I, just on Ndombele as well because I just had a little look up yes, uh, yesterday about how he was um, how he was doing. He's actually doing all right. In he's played forty percent <laughs> of these of the games. Napoli obviously are top of the league by about six points. Um, he had a little argument with Spalletti on the pitch yesterday or the day yeah, before good. yesterday. Oh, good. It shows at least he, he cares. Um, apparently, he's trimmed down, and uh, the Napoli fans think he's all right. So maybe we'll get some they money didn't for him. Get to see him in the fucking third round of the FA Cup last season. Let me tell you that much. Jesus, oh, yeah, well, that, that was that when was he came that was off it. the pitch that day. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Him and Delhi. It was like yeah. bye bye. Well, what is I thought... give something for fucking two thousand and five Delhi right now, though, wouldn't you? Jesus Christ! Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, the, he's um, two thousand fifteen. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, but what, what's happened to him? It's mad. Um, well, I, I thought Emerson Royale was done when uh, he did these no look pass outs of the pitch. He did it again. <laughs> he's done it again. He, he I couldn't believe uh, he did yeah. it again. Like, he's, firstly, we're one nil up, right? <laughs> Don't fuck about. Don't Secondly. Say. It's fucking Portsmouth. They're like it's a fucking mad one with him. He's men- he doesn't mad. he doesn't give a shit. He just doesn't get. Yeah. I, I quite like. The Do you know what? At the, at the start, I was like, he's got a really good understanding with Kuliseski, and I was like, this is going to work because yeah. it was all about Kulu. And then it just started to fucking the touch was like porridge. Do you know what I mean? Just like just dirty. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think they old porridge. I don't think Royale is as bad as people make out. I don't. I think he's he's, can't, he literally can't be because he's a professional footballer. <laughs> <laughs> but like, he is. He is hated, and people think he's awful. I don't think he's awful. I do. I do, I do who, who do you think people want out more, Levy or Emerson? Well, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I, I think it's a close run thing. I, yeah, I don't have the answer. I think uh, they're probably Levy. 
Levy. I so, don't know. So. I don't I know. Hope, how... I, you know, we could sell some players though as well. Like they're talking well, about you... even selling. Um, I mean, I don't think Gill's going to get sold after his little no. kind of wunderbar little moment. Um, you know, because he was involved in every single goal against Palace, wasn't he? He was definitely yeah, he, he had he had made a major role in most of them. Yeah, yeah. Certainly the first one, which he, where you Royale could go. Well, one of them's got a goal. We can't keep fucking stockpiling right wing backs. If we buy him Poro, I've got, he, I've got to ask you both about Spence as well because I haven't spoken to either of you about. Oh what fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. This little fucking ginger kid who sits next to me. I don't think he actually has the seat next to me because he keeps just appearing and disappearing. You know those <laughs> lads who love to talk during football, and you're just like, like, why are you talking so much? And he is obsessed with Spence, right? And he thinks there's some fucking like, total, I don't even know you. total like total fucking like. It's a huge conspiracy theory about Spence, about why he's not playing. But why the fuck isn't he playing? No, that's I. I um, I thought he would play. I thought first of all, I thought he'd start against Portsmouth. Me too. The, the, the best time. Then uh, I thought he would come on early as a sub uh, against Portsmouth. <laughs> he didn't. He came on seventy-five minutes. Have you met Conte? I, Have you ever seen then... a substitution before seventy minutes? <laughs> Um, and then I was like, "Fucking right, okay, he's on, Rick. We've done it." And like I was saying, like, "I'm part of his team. We've done it. We've got Spence on." Um, and I was going to be like, "Do one of those marauding runs that we saw yeah. like, when you played for Forest and that." As soon as he got the ball, he checked back, passed yeah. it back uh, to, to the defense. He didn't get the ball, and he didn't look to run. Maybe it's because Conte has been drilling in. This is what you need to do as a right wing back. This is when you go. This is when you stay. This is when we, you know, pass back to, to the defenders when they start to pray, you know, all these automations that we hear about. I think he just looked maybe, um, would I say lack of confidence or was it just that he's been uh, knocked down of how he used to be as a right wing back? And this is the new built up of how he's supposed to be or how Conte wants him to be as a right wing back. Because that I was expecting him to go on a few runs to really show Conte, to show the fans what why we bought him. And there was none of that. So I don't know. Don't I don't know. agree with you. I'm a think bit surprised. Scared. I'm sick to death of him. <laughs> all those games he's played yeah, just, he did, I, just, I don't want to see Spence there, Spence there I don't want to see sad little face on the touchline anymore Hello. get him out, get rid sick of looking at his face about, I don't think we've ever talked about a player as much who hasn't played. played as little <laughs> everyone's obsessed with him I, I'm, I'm just my. I'll just reiterate the line that I always have, and that Conte spends every more more time with him than anyone else, and knows his capabilities. And if he isn't good enough, he would. If he was good enough, he'd be playing. That's 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 my feeling. Um, Long live Maradocity. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, oh man. It just and if Porro signs, then we'll never see Spence. We'll never no. see him. That'll be it. It'll go out on loan, and it'll be one of them ones where loads of potential ends up playing in fucking Preston. Um, Chelsea smelled Kevin De Bruyne vibes. Oh, yeah, well oh, become, yeah, he's going to what become is, the new Kevin De Bruyne. Well, it's funny you say that because the the ego of Jose Mourinho meant that they let Salah and De Bruyne go while at Chelsea, which is Bad, one it? of them things. But then he, all the players are also he let go that went on to do nothing at all. Anyway, um, we've got a final question here from Kulagolski. See what he did. Uh, would you take Maguire <laughs> in the heart of a back three? 
That's prefer slabbing. to literally, literally put an Arsenal fan's finger up my ass. <laughs> Harry Maguire. But no, in a back three, no, he's all right. No. That's all I'd say. He's all right. Where he's protected, <laughs> he's all right. Rick, what, what's going on in your your red, Rick? What are you saying? I, I was uh, I was too busy laughing at the person's name. I missed the question. Oh, you like that, did you? Kuligolski. Kuligolski. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Why? Is it, I mean, he didn't. Anyway, uh, no, he hasn't worked. Just... Too, he hasn't worked too hard on that, but it worked. No, I know. I know. <laughs> What was the question? Would you take Maguire in the heart of our back three? No, no, no. Is no, Maguire no, better than no, Eric Dyer? No. Mm, yes. No. Also, no? I love Eric. We love Eric Dyer. Yeah, I'd like yeah, him. I, 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 I like my nan, but I don't want to fucking play up front for Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, it's not like doesn't come into it. Is he good enough? It, is he going to continue fucking things up? If so, fuck off. No, I don't Your want Maguire. No. As good as Lacelso, though. That is, that's the well, she's actually she's been dead four years, so probably about as good as Lacelso. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so she's better than Lacelso. Better yeah. than Lacelso. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I, I think Maguire's an upgrade, but I don't know, man. I just the thought of seeing him and having to look at his face for the next couple of years, which makes me feel it can't a bit be done. It can't be done. I'm afraid. No way. I mean, if if it was Maguire or nobody, I'd take Maguire. I'd bring him in, so just so we don't have to see Sanchez, Tanganga, and fucking Eric Dyer in the back line but we'll see we'll see um, Ricky before you go um, can you tell us about the, the your gym escapades of the last couple of days yeah I want to hear about this oh uh, shit uh, yeah. you, <laughs> I thought, totally I forgot, forgot you? you thought I forgot didn't you thought I forgot yeah yeah I did think you'd forget so basically uh, I joined our local gym and um, I, I signed up at the weekend on the website was waiting for my uh, induction email, didn't come. So I rang the gym today to say um, I've not had an induction email. And they said, oh, if you, if, you email, if you email Jim, then we'll get it sorted for you. And I was like, okay. What was it, Jim at, uh, Jim at? Jim at the... Yeah, can you elaborate? And it was like Jim at um, wolvenpool.com or something like that. And I was like, okay, then. So I sent off my email and... Uh, to get this induction and then i've got a bounce back like for fuck's sake man they've given me the wrong email address they get on the phone again i was like hi i just called up you give me an email address for my induction um and it's giving me a bounce back can you can you help me out please and they said yeah well what did you have and i said uh jim at well and they said yeah ha- have you spelled all of this and i put J I M. They went, no, no, no. It, it, it's Jim, G Y M. And I was like, oh, I thought it was Jim as in a person that I, you know, my instructor that he was going to take me through everything. And they started laughing and said, no, it's not. So I was like highly embarrassed. Only me and this woman know about this. So that's fine. Got into my phone because I had a meeting at work, got the original email, pressed forward put it to the right email address and sent it. And then I suddenly realized that the original email I'd addressed it to dear Jim, how was your weekend? How is everything like it's an actual person and that's gone to the gym now. So when I go in there, I want I actually do, I'm not going to sign up fucking 12, 12 months in the bin. Never going. <laughs> I know, um, I know, I know but, that about you, Ricky is that as soon as you said it, you're not, you're never going to go to the gym now. Yeah, I never lost that money. <laughs> And I go in there, the staff are going to be looking, oh, you're right, so how's it going? And then under their breath, there goes Jim. There's Jimmy. Just calling me Jim. Did, I ain't having that. Didn't you get another Fuck email? It, man. That is fucking quality, though. Didn't mate. you get another email? <laughs> That's right up there. 
yeah, I've just had an email reply back, and I can't I can't even look at it because I can see in the in the chain of my initial <laughs> dear Jim. What? How's it going, mate? How was your weekend? You, so you're seriously not going to go to the gym for, just because I of this? am. I'm going to have to, no, no, no. It's too much money. I'm going to have to front it. Have you paid for it up front? No, but I, I just have to go. I can't cancel the contract. You don't need a fucking... I don't want to be fat anymore. I've just got to, you, you don't, know... You don't need an induction anyway. Just go in there, throw a bit of iron around. Go <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just in there, throw runabout. <laughs> just go in there, go, ah! pick up some weights, move them around. That's all you do. It's no, self-explanatory. This, this, Machines just do I, this. This has got a um, swimming pool, sauna, and steam room as well, and I need to know. Gee. Just so I can walk in, walk past the gym, and just go straight to the sauna and sit there for 45 minutes. Well, if you're, just have it. You're, you're going you're gonna to get into the man games of the sauna as well. When you're in the sauna and there's another man in there, but he's already <laughs> in there before you. <coughs> and I'll you just can't, walk in. You can't leave before just, him because he, he was in there before you. You're less of a man if you, if you stay in there. But Ricky, <coughs> they're horrible. I, yeah, I, but what, what, yeah, but what about if I go in there and counter that just by taking my swimming shorts off and just staring him at the, <laughs> in his eye, just go naked and say, "It's how we done it in Sweden, baby," and then just, <laughs> just behind, my, behind my fucking head and just stare at him. <laughs> Keep looking, knowing full well that I'm not allowed to do that. Have you ever been to Sweden? No, I ain't. No, no. <laughs> That's how we do it in Sweden, baby. Oh. Right, boys, thank you very much. Um, obviously, next time we speak, uh, we will either be victorious in the North London Derby or actually, fuck it, we'll be victorious in the North London Derby. Thank you very much. Jolly, and before, before you go, we've got, um, have you got anything to push? The, the, your, your Conspiracy Theory podcast is doing, doing well. It's doing bits, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's doing all right. And to be honest, I, that may actually now be coming to an end. I think we've looked at a lot of the conspiracies that. Uh, What's your favourite one? Favourite conspiracy? I think. I think. That, you know. I mean, I'm. I still think my favourite one is JFK. I just like get deep into that shit. That's that's deep for me. But I'm doing. Um, what, what, I've got two scripted shows. Quick, quick question yeah, about that before. Yeah. before. Yes, so was he shot from the grassy knoll? I, I do not believe that there was one shooter of JFK. Jeez. But there, it fucking amazes me, the people that do. Um, right. But no, I'm doing two scripted things, which I wish I could tell you a bit more about, but I can't at this point. Joe, every time... Yeah, you're, always, you're always fucking working on projects you, on you can't talk, yeah, to, yeah, talk yeah. about. I Don't bring them up if you can't I'm talk about them. This secret project. I just want to message no, you and say, what fucking do. project? Tell me. Oh, what is it? A, what do you think is going to happen Jamie, if you tell us? I went us? on fucking Jamie Lang's podcast, right? And I was uh, I was a bit hyped because uh, it, I knew it was going to be a good laugh. And I fucking ended up spouting all this shit about it. I was talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. Right. And then, then we had to sign this contract with the BBC about what it was. And one of the main things was like, just to be super clear about this, you cannot promote this in any way until yeah, you do you're doing bits. And I had to call them up and I was like, Can you literally cut out half the fucking podcast, please? <laughs> I bet they love that. Because I've literally just fucking run my mouth. I had to literally like time code it. I was like, cut this here, and I'll get shit. But it is probably the, all right. Probably it is the BBC, is it? Is the BBC. Yeah. Well, it's a we've done a two, yeah, we've got two two projects in development right now, and one of them is more of a sort of state of the nation piece. Um, and one of them is something that's really personal uh, about growing up, as I did, as a sort of struggling dyslexic, um, you know, pushing, uh, talking about sort of neurodiversity oh, cool. uh, and, and how, you know, dyslexia can be a superpower, as well as being very confusing when you look at words like gym 
And Jim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nice, you, I like you, it. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> listen, I'll, I'll believe, believe me, when I'm in fucking promo, I'll be back on being like telling you all about right. it. Right, okay. But just nice. like, I, yeah, I, I, I want to know the secrets before other people know the secrets, is all I'm saying. You'll know the secrets. What, know the secrets. what is the value of our relationship if I don't get to know the secrets? <laughs> What you know? Give me the secrets, basically. No, All What's right, this, the point? What's this the is the point? Been, thank you, boys. Uh, this has been the Fighting Cop Podcast, and uh, yeah, come on, you Spurs. Podcast Network.